All right, good evening. Novak News, myself, Billy, Mark Novak's on air. We are broke, back, first-time buyers. Mission impossible, done possible. Stay tuned for more. Good evening, Mark. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening. We are Good talking about first home buying on the northern beaches in Sydney and how it's been done. How many times have I heard people say it is impossible, absolutely impossible for kids to buy at the moment? It is, it is a crime. It is, it is unachievable. It is out of control. Um, it is hard. It is a million dollars for a two-bedroom unit. I'm hearing it all the time. Yeah. Well, it's not easy, but it's not impossible. It's not easy, but it's not impossible. You're, you're a live walking example. Now, there's a couple of hacks, Billy. So... Um, there's, there's a couple of ways around it. There's a couple of incentives, and it's actually quite surprising when we're dealing with people at the moment how many people actually don't know about these incentives that are out there. Yeah, and they're, they're pretty big incentives. I mean, without it, you might be thinking it actually is impossible. Um, but, you know, with a bit of help, um, you know, it's it's doable, and there's little, little um, loopholes to take advantage of. So let's talk loopholes. So if you're a, okay, so you're a first home buyer, uh, you might be the age of 20, 25, 30, 35. It doesn't really matter. There are, it's, it's any age, but generally that's where the concentration is. What yeah. qualifies a first home buyer is someone, get this, what qualifies someone for a first home buyer is someone that has not actually got the grant so this is the first cap of a, off the rank for a hot tip a real hot tip if you have bought a property and not claimed the first home buyer grant and that property you bought was for an investment you may may still be eligible for when you buy your first home for the grant. So it doesn't necessarily mean you haven't bought you've um, because you're an, you've you've bought something as an investment that you've killed your grant. So that's a massive one. Not a lot of people know that. Ask ask the government. But apart from that, they're all things that are reasonably easy to. Um, you know, it's, it, you don't have to be Superman to qualify for these things. That you have to be over eighteen. You have to have not, um, you know, owned or, or co-owned property in some cases. Um, you need to be looking at a property within a certain price range. But for the majority of people, that's pretty realistic anyway for your first property. So that property is six fifty, and then it goes up to, I believe, could be wrong, but check eight fifty. 
So um, you got that's your price ranges. You got to stick. You got to generally if you can stick under the six fifty, it's great. Now a lot of people are saying that's a fat like it's a stupid price range because in DY, for example, there's just nothing under that price range. Even if you hit up to the seven, you're still getting a lot of stamp duty relief. Yeah, six fifty. That's where I was looking, um, and there were literally nothing apart from a, a few studios, but. Um, not much to choose from. So having that scale, like Mark referred to, um, you don't. It's not, um, you know, the end of the world if you don't stick under this the six fifty. You're still going to make a huge saving at the end of the day, even if you do go up, up to eight eight fifty. Absolutely, absolutely. Now you really felt strongly about talking about a a hack where you can get mum and dad help out um, or grandma, grand, grandpa or uncle, auntie to help you out if they have the ability. Do you want to talk about that? I reckon that's, it's a forgotten one that people don't necessarily know about or they do know about, they forget it, they don't know, they don't know how to structure it. Yeah, it's, it's a process that I'm going through at the moment, Mark, um, looking to buy my first place and have a chat with your broker. If you're looking for just a little bit of a leg up but grandma, grandpa, mum and dad can't give you you know, 50 G's cash, what you can do is use some equity in the family home as a guarantor against your first home loan. Um, that will essentially give you the difference in your deposit. So where I've, where I've um, found this really useful is that I've got a 5% deposit for, you know, property 650, give or take. Yeah. However, I can't do 20%. So instead of getting hit with, um, you know, the landlord, uh, sorry, the, uh, the LMI insurance and all that, you can actually use a little bit of equity in the family home to, um, to balance it out. And that's given me a bit of a leg up. So um, on real life figures, um, if someone wanted to buy something for 500 grand and they've, uh, they, they banks like you to have a 20% and if the banks... If you don't have 20%, you've only got 10%, There's you're missing, say, sorry, I'll say it another way, it's going to be less confusing. If you only have 8% um, and the banks want you to top up to 20%, that means you need to find another 12 from somewhere or pay lender's mortgage insurance. Um, now, a quick hack, Billy, we were saying, that why didn't you get LMI, Lenders Mortgage Insurance? Because there's there's a grant from the government if you only have a 5% deposit that will top your LMI up. LMI up. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Look, from, from my understanding, there's a bit of a process in, in qualifying for this grant. It's another uh, bit of paperwork that you need to go through. And I'm, I'm, I think I'm also right in saying there's only a number of spaces allocated each year where – the government hands out this this grant. So in some cases, it's a little bit of luck that you need to, the stars need to align where you need to have your, your deposit ready to go. You need to find a property and purchase within, a, I think it's three months when you've got the grant. This other method we've talked about where you, you get a bit of an equity leg up from the family home, it, it's, uh, it was more, um, or it's a lot easier and it was a lot, more in line with my time frame as well when I was looking to move on things. 
And and guys and girls, if you have any questions tonight, th- uh, make sure you're on the Novak Facebook account. Throw the questions up. We will answer them for you live. Why? We are dealing with hundreds of buyers every single week and we watch, we see, we learn what these people are doing, the hacks um, to actually succeed and to get these properties out there. And uh, the heading tonight was uh, was broke back Mountain for first the for, for first home buyers. Their backs are being broken. Prices are crazy at the moment, but there are still people out there constantly buying under this duress, under this stress. Now, um, can I be just? This sounds really brutal. Um, for a first-home buyer borrowing that sort of money, the repayments, because it's it's a hell of a lot of money, so people are a tr- were trained to seeing one-bedroom units for three hundred thousand or four hundred thousand. Now they're seven hundred thousand or six hundred thousand. They're double in some areas just for a one-bedroom unit. But Billy, the fundamental difference is the repayments are very low so where when i was you know if i look back 10 10 years ago or eight years ago yes the properties were half the price but the interest rates were double or triple so the the actual uh, ability to pay back that loan um back then it's actually easier for that person to pay back the loan today at the current interest rates. But the key leading is that's current interest rates. What if they change? Then you're really stuffed. Yeah, where do you see that going, Mark? Give it five years because you can get um, your variable rates or you can get your rates that are fixed term for at least two years. That gives you a bit of security, which is nice as well for your first home buyers because you know for two years, this is what I owe to the bank. This is what needs to come in and and hopefully you're in a position where um, with your first home prop with, with your first property you can see yourself moving in salary upwards which is assuring if you're if you're at that young age of 20 25 30 whatever yeah get a second job get a third job rent the property out do whatever you have to do but where I am with these these fixed interest rates is I, I think that if you want to if you want to bet against the bank, um, the bank's always going to win. You know, they they are they are the house is always going to win. So the analytics, the IP, the smarts behind these big banks. Uh, when you do a fixed loan of five years or three years or four years or two years, you are betting against the house. Um, I think more often than none that the house will always win. Um, so. Yeah, I reckon if you want to do fixed terms and feel safe, warm and fuzzy, great. But you are paying an insurance policy and you do pay a premium for an insurance policy. Interesting. Do you, can you see them? They can't come down much more though. RBA announced, I think, the lowest interest rate in history. Full stop. Ever. 1.59 I saw was a greater New South Wales bank or someone doing the other day, which was the official cheapest yeah. interest rate out there in the market. Um, look, I, I think I think if you really want to understand what rates are doing, watch the fixed-term rates. 
Um, and I think if you really want to understand what the, what the um, interest rates are doing, watch the long-term bond, bond market, you know, the 10-year bond market. And that's going to give you a really good idea of where rates are going to go because that's these are the big institutional end of town uh, bets. Um, the educated, the, the super educated guys on money, uh, they're they're wrong as well sometimes though. But yeah, I, I reckon the on balance that's probably the thing to watch. And I reckon we're going to be we're going to be a pretty low interest rate environment for a, a while, a while. Yeah, and in that time, keep chipping away. Branca, senior property management, the unicorn, as Mark refers to, she says it's just a, a savings account. Just imagine it as your savings account. Keep chipping away, keep building that little bit of equity, and eventually you'll be in a position to re-evaluate in a few years' time, and and then you do a bit of a, a review. Another thing, people don't know the First-time buyers don't know that they can use their super contributions towards yeah. a deposit for a property. Do you understand how that works? Talk us through. Is it is it self-made contributions that you can pull out, or is it all of your super that you can pull out? The first. So so what happens? Yeah, so what happened is the government worked out the game. These poor these poor guys are trying to save for a deposit for a home. We want to help them. Now, what we normally do is say you have to pay 30% tax on the money. And this is not financial advice. This is just basically uh, the different avenues that you've got to um, get assistance as a first-time buyer. Um, speak to an accountant, your accountant. Um, speak to a solicitor, find out what's best for you. But we're just going to give you the avenues. And an avenue is the super. And where I got the bum steer on the super is I just thought that first-time buyers can just go grab their super and go and spend it. Not the case. What the government wanted you to, wants you to do is if you have savings – you have to pay tax on that savings when you pull it out. So it may be 30 cents and a dollar, for example. Um, the government says, well, instead of, it's really clever actually, they say instead of um, taking the savings out and paying 30% tax and then putting that savings in your bank account or in your pocket, keep your savings in your super. So if you've saved 10 grand, um, just throw it over to your super and they won't charge you the 30% um, that, we're, that, we're, that we're talking about as a voluntary contribution per year. It's uh, close to, uh, I think it's close to, well, I won't quote what it is, but it's a fractional zero of, um, of paying your 30% tax. Now, if you do that for two years in a row or one year in a row and you've got a good wad there, we'll help you use that towards your purchase. So guys and girls, Talk to your accountant about using your super contributions as a deposit for a property. Yeah, it's a big one. I, I had to read over that. Obviously, just do your research. Make sure you can pull it out when you need it. Do you want to get stuck? Absolutely. Do do your own research, but definitely a good one. And if you can if you can avoid thirty, you know, a third of your money going elsewhere, that's huge. Huge. It's, like it's a lot of firepower. It's like getting a pay rise, you know, third of third of your salary. 
yeah, it's straight over. It's straight over into your account, and um, it's going to get you there thirty percent faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a big one. Three times. Yeah, it's huge. All right, so we talked about super. What are you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say another one is um, is making sure you've got some of your um, your, your trusted people aligned before you go into war. It's tough I like that one. It's tough when you're in there and you're and you're um, scrounging around. Like we, as an example, Mark helped me out. I think it was eight o'clock at night, and I'd found something I'd really liked. This really nice apartment. I said, I really want to jump on this. Here's my deposit. I'm ready to go financially, but I don't have a conveyance. I don't have a solicitor. Who's going to check the contract? If you're in, if you're not, um, if you're in a position to get those things ready to go or just just have an idea of who you're going to have look over those documents that's um that's big because when you're moving quickly at 24 hours that could be deal or no deal it could be so um broker you had you had a really good broker yeah uh solicitor you had a really good solicitor um you um Everyone's different, but you've got, everyone's got that that, and this is probably more important. Um, for instance, like yourself, if you had mum and dad against you, or um, or uh, so you you need you need your allies, you need your friends, you need your mentors, you you know you need that that so. You know, I know we're talking about finding properties, getting grants and stuff like that, but find a friend. Yeah. Find a friend, a friend in this whole process that has this common ground with you that can help you, that can talk you through. But hopefully, they've done it before. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That that sort of you know that that may be dad or that may be mum, but that person that's just going to give you that give you that sort of push when you need that push. Um, very very important and a little bit spiritual, but you know it's not all about grants and government banks and stuff like that it's it's just that little person to give you that little bit of a nudge to help you that knows what they're doing that gives you that confidence yeah it's big but the speed when it comes down to it you know you'd be sitting on your couch and you, you know in the background that you you're sort of ready to go or you, you can be you think you're as ready as you can be and then when it's sort of it's time to go it really is go 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 and it's, it changes very quickly from I was actively looking to now I've found something and everyone's involved, contracts are flying, text messages, late night calls, everyone's on. How'd you feel? Buzzing. Can't speak too soon. It's not done until it's done. But it's watching the... Um, ah. Watching the listing change from for sale to under contract is it's pretty big. Was it the hardest thing you've ever done? No, I'd say the hard, the hardest thing is, is in a funny way saving for it and knowing that it's coming. But you have to stay have to stay um, you know on top of it. And then when you look back three years and you can see this is where all the salary has gone, all the casual work that I've done 
a full year of full-time employment, then you're like, wow. But yeah, it's um, it's not it's not challenging. I think it's very black and white. It's an easy process to follow. It's it's more emotional. And that's from a real estate agent. That's you know, it's supposed to know what he's doing. Even in the buying process. Yeah. So. So the. What were the lessons that you say so someone's out there and they want to do this? So relevant to the age, what what would be the things that you've turned around and sort of thought, man, I, I wish I knew that earlier, or I just wish I could extend a hand out and help people. Like, what would that be that you'd tell people from what you, the, the, the first home buyer journey you've been on? Because you've you've gone into a firecracker of a market at a very young age. You've uh, you're really walking the coals. What do you learn? I think the biggest one would be making sure you've you've got good people around you just to give you the nudge when you need it or just to give you the advice when you need it. That's probably the biggest one. Before before you start, there's actively looking and then there's looking and putting offers in. I think there's a big difference. You know, I was actively looking at one point still with my deposit, but I was still saving on that deposit. I wasn't actively looking to the point where I put a, an offer in. Um, Putting an offer in is a big one. We spoke about it before with Lisa. Um, you can put an offer in and you're not obligated to do or go through with anything until you reach a certain point, obviously. But putting an offer in, getting an idea where people are, you know, the other parties are sitting. I got an offer accepted slightly below what was being advertised. And, and what I got told was if you put an offer in at this number, you'll get offer accepted. And I went slightly below that and unfortunately, you know, they were willing to consider. That's a big one. Make an offer. Don't don't always go. Yeah, what, what about um, a dry run, like making an offer and, and not getting the property? Do you reckon that was a good process for you? Did that make sort of galvanise you a little bit for this time around? Do you know what yes. I mean? Because you, you had another property that you had. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking to buy in, um, off the plan. And Mark took me through the showroom. I loved it. It was exactly what I was looking for. You know, brand new. It couldn't get any sexier. But it was too quick. I think I knew it was too quick. But And then looking back and knowing that if I just put the con name on the contract, I would have been, you know, already making money through capital growth over the last six months, Mark, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, I would have been up, you know, probably... 50 G's. That, that, that yeah, was a huge. bit of a in the teeth. But I think looking but back on that. Do you reckon was, that was that the kick up your ass you needed though? Like, was that a good thing? It was, uh, I think it gave me a tester of how serious it gets at the end. It's all well and good to say you're looking at property, actively looking, you have a deposit sitting there. But it gets pretty serious very quickly and that changes in within the space of about 30 minutes from when you walk in the property to saying I'm actually going to put an offer in. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Mate, um, I think we I think we've uh, we taught some first home buyers some stuff tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, if you love this, like it, share it, comment let us know if you do, and uh, and yeah, you know, getting that out to friends and family who need um, this information super important. Yeah, the equity coming from two real estate. Hey, equity, 
equity. Leverage off your, your family and friends if you can, because not everyone has the money to physically give you cash, but they might have the equity in the, in the family home to just give you a leg up. But you're not actually having to give them any money. You're just having a bit of a bit of faith in them. And not only that, there's IP, that IP equity where people just to have that confidence and get behind first home buyers, share the, your journey with them, help them on their journey, very important. So, uh, you know, having your family to trust you is great with, with dollars and cents equity, but having them people, friends and family trust you with their time to help you go through that journey, super important. Uh, good lawyer you've talked about tonight. Good broker you've talked about tonight. Government incentives we've talked about tonight, and there are a plethora of them. Low interest rates we've talked about tonight. Fixed interest rates um, we've talked about tonight. Uh, your journey, we've covered a lot of ground. Yeah, take advantage of it. It's there to be taken advantage of. It's not there to look pretty. And it's honest. You know, it's it's you know, at the end of the day, your um, you know, your your first home is 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 a great thing, and if you can if you can do that for your for your financial freedom, for your financial future, so good, so 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 good. Yeah, it's the best thing. Yeah, practice what you preach. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. <laughs> that, All right, bud. I think that's a wrap. Thank you very much for sharing uh, a little bit of your life tonight, Billy, about what you've done uh, lately. I know it's a stressful thing to go through and even talk about, and um, but you've done you've done well. But hopefully, you've helped someone. We've helped someone in sharing your journey. And yeah. uh, broke back first home buyers. Don't stress. It's always stressful. It was for your parents. It will be for yourself, and it will be for your kids. And the prices will just keep on going up as the generations get older. So, uh, so suck it in and bye. Ciao. See you guys.